Local Edge, powered by Ad Canada Media. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Local Edge, your show for better understanding and connecting with small communities in Canada. Here, we explore the value of these markets to advertisers, agencies, communities, and more. And over our first season of Local Edge, we've brought you the latest news, insights, and trends from the world of local advertising and marketing. I'm your host, Shauna Randolph. And on today's final show of our first season, we'll be talking to some of the people behind the scenes at Ad Canada Media. What was the goal behind this production? How has the feedback been so far? Where do we go from here? So, whether you're an advertiser, agency, community member, or just interested in the world of local advertising, join us right here on Local Edge, a closer look at the power of small communities in Canada. Not surprisingly, but shelter takes a huge chunk out of the average Canadian household each year. The total rings in at a whopping $20,200 in principal accommodation and also considers other accommodations like hotels. For more data like this and a better understanding of connecting with local markets, please visit adcanadamedia.ca. And joining us on today's episode, we have Jeff Beardsworth, who is CEO and Advertising Director for Ad Canada Media. Greg Foster is the Client Services Manager. And Tannis Hutchinson is the Media Placement Services Manager. Thank you, all of you. Joining us today, we're going to take a look back, take a look forward. Hi. Hey, Shauna. 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 Okay, I want to start with the why. And I'm going to start with you first, Jeff. Why did Ad Canada Media want to make the investment in local about a show about local advertising? You know, Shauna, there, there's several reasons why we wanted to go down this road. But if I was to focus on a couple, I guess, one of the main ones is, let's face it, you know, um, universities, colleges, they're not really focusing on traditional media as part of their media courses, their marketing courses anymore. And as a result of that, and we see this, you know, all the time. A lot of a lot of the uh, graduates are coming out of these programs are going straight into media jobs with some of Canada's biggest agencies, and maybe don't have a full understanding of traditional media, right? So we thought, with a, with a platform like this, we might be able to bring on some of Canada's savviest media professionals and get them to kind of do some of that training in real time, right? So that that would maybe be the first reason. And the second one kind of builds off of that. But, um, you know, th th this narrative that continues to exist out there that traditional media, local media is, is dying and it's going away, it's not really true. I think really what we're seeing here is kind of a disconnecting of traditional media in big markets, major markets, from that, that serves smaller communities right across Canada, right? So we also wanted to kind of take a stab at tackling that narrative and um, come up with a unique way to show that in certain markets in Canada, traditional media is still very important, both to the community, to the advertisers, to the readers. And, um, you know, we felt like a platform like this might help us to tell some of those stories. So there's a couple of reasons why we wanted to give this a shot. And you mentioned savvy guests, and they were <laughs> definitely very savvy. So many stories shared, and, and we've heard from them about, you know, local newspapers still being relevant. So I'm going to go to you first off here, Tanis, on, on the perspective here. Why do you feel that they are still relevant to this day? Oh, of course, as, as long as the community exists, the local newspaper will be relevant. 
uh, community newspaper will always have, there will always be need for local information. And that's exactly what the community newspaper brings. It's the hub of all everything local, local content, local connection. So as long as the community is there, a community newspaper will be extremely relevant. Greg, your thoughts too. Community community news is at the uh, the center of where people live. I, I use the phrase often that um, we give you the opportunity to reach right into a community's own newspaper. There's a there's a fierce pride in a lot of communities, and things often one of the things that a, that communities identify with is their newspaper. So, as Tana says, as long as there's a community, there will be the community newspaper. And Jeff, we heard from publishers quite regularly. I mean, I just can't get over the dedication in, in all of the, the small markets and all the misconceptions too that they clarified about local newspapers still being relevant, right? Oh, 100%, Shauna. Like, this is one of the challenges that, uh, that the newspapers industry has, particularly when it comes to these local markets, is that, you know, and I've got a few here in front of me, these newspapers are, you know, 48, 52, 62 pages. They're they're filled with content. They're filled with advertising from the local market. And, um, you know, I think nothing speaks more about the value of the local newspaper than, you know, by just taking a look at one of them and seeing where people are investing their local ad budgets, you know, as a way of kind of reaching out to their customers. So it's, you know, it's, it's 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 interesting and it's frustrating that we you know we can't turn on the news these days without hearing stories about how you know local media is under pressure here there and everywhere but you talk to a publisher and they're often like what's all the fuss about like i'm having a record year this year or my circulation has grown by 20 percent so these stories that that we hear really kind of exist in isolation and they don't apply universally you know, right across the media. So it's, it, you know, it's an interesting time that we're in, right? Um, and this this is what we're trying to address. And we heard a couple times about the phones just ringing if the newspaper did not show up on someone's doorstep on the Wednesday that they expect it. And uh, that was one of the things that really resonated with me of, of that misconception uh, cleared up. Uh, another thing I wanna focus on here is this transition to online media consumption. And again, we heard from the publishers, we heard from the advertising specialists, but what is Ad Canada's viewpoint on this? Greg, to you. Well, Shauna, computers and the internet have changed the way we do things, no matter where you live. There's no doubt about that. But when we look at the way media is consumed in rural communities, it's not quite the revolution that gets talked about with digital everything replacing traditional everything. Outside the biggest cities, it's more like an evolution. Growth in digital media is happening, but it's slower. And for lots of reasons that are particular to the nature of smaller, more remote communities, local residents trust and rely on their local media first and foremost. And at the same time, they've learned um, other websites, other sources, social media sources can sometimes be unreliable or not applicable in their area at all. So in newspapers, we see, yes, there's more online readership happening. In fact, it's the most measurable growth in local readership that, that we see. But it's actually the digital version of the printed newspaper that's showing the most 
measurable growth. And a, a case in point might be, we heard in a previous episode, uh, Lana Meyer, a publisher from Manitoba, talking in glowing terms about the growth of her online readership. And I wondered at the time if, if viewers would understand Lana's website really contains simply the digital version of her printed newspaper. That's what's getting the readership. And that's a measurable trend that we do see. So, yes, it's growing. It's not quite the narrative where digital everything is taking over. And in fact, it's growing in ways that maybe don't quite line up with the global giants and the the frameworks that they like to see used. You know, that Greg, that's an interesting point. And I think it's worth re-emphasizing that when you talk to, because it's kind of representative too of how uh, publishers of newspapers in smaller communities look at things a little bit differently than those who live in larger communities. Because if we were talking to, and we talked a lot to small publishers uh, or small town publishers previous episodes of, of Local Edge, their context for a website presence is taking their printed newspaper, turning it into an e-reader edition, and posting that on their website, which is very different than what we see in a large, lot of large urban communities, where their online presence is posted content on a website where you kind of click and read, you know, take that kind of approach. But to a, to a publisher in a small town who sees or believes that they are tra tra transitioning rather to, to, to an online presence, what they're actually transitioning to is an e-reader model where people who live in these towns who want the, the, the traditional newspaper flipping experience are getting that, but they're getting it on their computer rather than reading the printed version of the newspaper right so it's it's just interesting to sit and watch this juxtaposition between what's happening with online transition in a big city like edmonton and a smaller community like perhaps Moosonville. okay let's uh, we we talked about trends a lot this season now i want to talk about um, advice from the three of you. This is going to be kind of an around the table, around the screen <laughs> part I want to do here, hearing from each of you separately. I want to hear one piece of advice that you'd like to share with advertisers with respect to advertising in local markets. I'm going to go to you first, Tanis. Hyper-localize your message. Include a community name in, in your advertisement so you feel and look like you're talking right to the community. Throw Throw a boulder into your message if you're running in the Boulder Gazette. Speak to speak. Look, feel like you're speaking right to the readers. Uh, we've had we've had some amazing campaigns where they are the media buyers and planners we've been working with understand that taking a canned ad that ran the National Post will not resonate the same way in in our rural markets. We've had. Uh, Publishers actually actively involved with helping these media planners and buyers plan and execute an effective community newspaper campaign by taking a picture of the Piazza, uh, sorry, how do you say, the Pisanka, the big oh, Easter egg in Begraville? The Pisanka. Pisanka. The Pisanka in Begraville. It was an integral part of an agricultural ad, actually. It had the uh, the advertiser speaking right to the to the readers of the Begraville community newspaper with a big picture of their iconic landmark. So 
my best piece of advice, and I love, I love when media buyers and planners pick up on this, hyper-localize your ad. Don't treat it like a, a, a big city, a big market advertisement. Treat it like the medium that you're buying. It's a local community newspaper. Speak right to your audience. Okay. My best piece of advice. Hyper-localize. All right, Greg, you. Appreciate that these markets are unique under themselves and and they're all different. If if you've de- devised a plan to cover cities and intend to just spill the same message and the same technique into the rurals, you're going to miss critical reach. It's worthwhile to consider them in- individually. And Tannis's point about localizing your content is is brilliant. And I guess I'm I'm taking a step back and looking more at the very beginning of the planning process. Tune in to these communities and realize you've got the opportunity to actually show up in a tangible, visible way right in the community's own newspaper. Okay. Jeff. You know what? Same kind of idea as Greg. Get to know the markets that you're planning, right? And that's one of the challenges of planning local traditional media, um, whether it's newspapers or radio stations, a lot of this planning is happening out of out of big cities, out of Toronto, out of Montreal or Vancouver. A lot of these planners really have no affinity whatsoever for the markets they're planning. So my advice would be to get to know the market, get to know the media that's available in these markets, see where the local advertisers are investing their local budgets, because there's no better indicator as to where you should be spending your clients' ad money than by looking to see what's happening in the market directly and where those ad dollars are being spent because because the local advertisers know the market better than anybody. They're not going to be spending their comparatively small budgets in media that doesn't really offer a return on an investment, right? So look at what the local market is doing with their ad budgets and kind of mimic that, you know, and you you won't go wrong. I could just add to that too. It's just um, the third largest community in Manitoba is Steinbeck, which is about 15 or 16,000 people in their, in their service area. The third largest community in Ontario is Mississauga. The media consumption in Mississauga is going to be different than the media consumption in Steinbeck. So yeah, once again, mimic what, what Jeff is saying is, is understand how media is consumed in these markets that you're buying. They're going to be consumed differently and speak to them like they're, they're like the unique markets that they are. Perfect. I'm glad you mentioned that. And then with that, transitioning here in this way, just examples any of you have, maybe you can think of that what newspapers are doing right that might be of interest to advertisers. I I love the special sections that they put together. They put a variety of sections out uh, throughout the course of the year, and they bring readers and local businesses together in a very unique local way. And I love these special sections because they have a little tend to have a little bit more longevity than uh, than the weekly community newspaper. They they tend to be held back out of the paper, not recycled when the next one comes in. They tend to hang around a coffee table at the house because the longevity that these newspaper uh, that these special sections have, and the connection again, it's all about connection and connection to your local communities your local market. And that's exactly what these special sections do. And there's a variety of them all year, golf, egg, graduation, bridal, financial, the the list goes on. The list goes on. Jeff, 
Greg, anybody? Well, I guess to, to build on uh, what, what Tannis is talking about, because content is so important. Content absolutely is king. And when, when a paper can generate content that, that plays into a, a newspaper's or into an advertiser's narrative, that's great. But I kind of want to take a step back and, and look at it more from a meat and potatoes standpoint. And that is, if the question is, what, what are newspaper community papers doing that are of interest to advertisers? The fact that week in, week out, day in, day out, month after month, they're there minding the community, the town council, the county, the municipal decisions that are being made. It's not necessarily sexy. It's it's not particularly interesting or even or relevant outside of you know hometown. But once you own property in a community or your kids are going to school, you're paying attention to that. There's nobody else doing it to that degree. And that is something that, that newspapers really do offer an advertiser that's completely unique. So we've heard a lot through the season about the research that is done by advertisers. But let's talk about the research. This is to you now, Jeff. The research that Ad Canada is doing. Um, give us give us a little thought there. You're, you're exactly right, Shauna. Research is critical, right? And, and maybe even in in a, in a world or an era where um, data is the new gold, it's critically important that uh, agencies, media companies are investing in research um, that, that that proves that the, that the investments that clients are making in your platform are actually worthwhile, right? And they're worth. And we're talking in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You've got to be able to justify that that kind of investment is, is the right thing to be doing, right? So Ad Canada does invest um, biannually in media studies to kind of make sure that we're staying on top of what the trends are, um, what platforms are, are still being referred to, what platforms are still relevant. We've taken a little bit of a different approach, though, with our research, because as we've mentioned, you know, previously um, today, and we've heard many times throughout the course of the series, urban markets and rural markets are very different in terms of um, their traditions, their habits, how they do things. You know, in a lot of these markets, Shauna, you know, people have to drive a half an hour to buy a liter of milk, right? So they are different. They are different than people who live in larger urban urban centers. So we want our research to reflect that, right? We want to make sure that we're looking at different markets, the sizes of the markets and say, okay, how do farmers, how do farmers consume media? How do farmers shop? What things do farmers look for? Um, in terms of media choices. Then we go up and say, okay, now if we want to look at communities between 20, 10 and 30,000, how do those people consume media? Um, what are some of their traditions? What, um, what things do they spend their money on? What do their shopping habits look like? Then we go up into the next category of communities that are maybe 50,000 to 100,000 population and isolate those folks to determine, okay, what are their habits? What do they like to read? What do they like to listen to? How much time do they spend on social media? So, you know, at the end of the day, 
we're left with a package of research that allows us to say, okay, this is what people in big cities tend to do. This is what people in medium-sized cities tend to do. This is what people in small towns tend to do. And this is what farmers tend to do. So, um, you know, the research kind of reflects the reality. And the reality, at least in our opinion, is that depending on where you live, you're very likely to be doing something a little bit differently than in the community 20 miles down the road. So let's dig into that and learn as much as we can about, about what you do. Okay, so then I want to bounce off of that then, Jeff, to Tannis and Greg. Then with that research, what type of advertisers do you feel are a good fit for community newspapers? I believe everybody uh, is a good fit for community newspapers. They are consumers, they're voters. They're business owners. They're in, invested in their in their community. They're 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 shareholders. They're volunteers. They're they're teachers. They're 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 professionals. Um, so take a look at your community newspaper because it it is what it is. It's a it's a it's a community all in itself. Greg, I think I think Tannis has hit the nail on the head here. At the moment, the moment you need to support activities in a community, bricks and mortar locations or remote sales agents, the, the moment you need to communicate with volunteers or stakeholders or, or adjust political points of view, reach right into the community and influence people, you are a good prospect for community newspaper advertising. Or if you're an agency that has been challenged by your client to accomplish some of these goals. Likewise, you should probably talk to us because we can help. This, this is what we do is help to align the need to reach people in specific areas or specific types of people in who knows what areas, uh, reach them in the most meaningful ways. Okay, so to Jeff, what do you feel are the best types of advertisers that are a good fit for Ad Canada Media? Well, I, t I tell you, Sean, um, and, and, and I, I mentioned it, it earlier in the uh, in the show, but um, young young planners who are coming right out of school and being put in these these significant positions in again some of Canada's biggest agencies might look at local media as you know something that they can see the value in, kind of. Right. But at the end of the day, it's a very daunting media to try and pull together a plan for. It's still Canada's largest mass media. Um, there's all sorts of players involved, you know, in, in the uh, I'll talk about the newspapers industry in Canada. We never want a media planner to say, God, you know, I like the idea of advertising locally, but I have no time to be making 100 different phone calls to people I don't know who they are, I don't know really what they do, I'm just going to do something a little bit easier. So really the best kind of client for Ad Canada Media is someone who sees a little bit of value in local media, 
doesn't really have the time to invest and wants to go somewhere that can pull the whole project together for them. So at the end of the day, they can sit back, look at a recommendation, look at the research, look at the supporting data and say, you know what, this looks like something I do want to pursue. So I can simply say that 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 uh, the best client for Ad Canada would be someone who sees potential potential value in the media platform, a local media platform, but is scared off by the time it might take to actually pursue the opportunity. And I know from experience, I've had clients tell me, oh my God, if you guys didn't exist, I would not be looking at local media. And I think Tannis has probably heard that before. Greg, I know you've heard that before. So we know that there are opportunities out there. I guess at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that um, those opportunities aren't being missed because, because a planner is scared off by what looks to be on the surface, perhaps a pretty challenging exercise. And I'm so glad that we were able to really connect with the three of you, Jeff, Tanis, and Greg, so that your clients, current and potential new ones, can learn more about the whole landscape. And I just want to wrap up, Jeff, really quickly. This has been a wonderful first season. We have a season two coming up. Tell us what we can expect. Well, I, t I tell you more of the same. L let's face it, right? Let's be honest. Um, things do not stay the same in the media industry these days for too long, right? So, um, yes, we're we're looking at season two. I, I would say that we're planning more of the same, Shauna. Um, looking for the stories that that need to be told, getting information out there, getting misinformation kind of clarified a little bit. Um, as Canada's media industry becomes more complex, more complicated, there are more players involved, we need to make sure that we've got a platform available that allows us to come out and say, okay, well, here's something that, here's a trend, here's an evolution, here's the leading edge of a wedge on something that may be looking like it's coming down the pipe. Here's our side of the story on that, right? And that's that's kind of what we're envisioning right now for season two, more of the same, telling more of the stories, getting more experts involved, um, and, and to provide you know a bit of a, a bit of a forum that helps people who may not understand local media learn a little bit more about what it's all about. Right? That's that's really what we're trying to do. And I love pulling the stories out of all the guests. So keep them coming for season two. And thank you, the three of you. I really appreciate your time with us today. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks, John. That's Jeff Beardsworth, he is the CEO and Advertising Director, and Greg Foster, Client Services Manager for Canada at Canada Media, and Tannis Hutchinson is the Media Placement Services Manager. Do you sell sports, athletic, and recreation equipment? Do you know the average expenditure per household in Canada is $223? In some areas of the country, it's over 40% higher. For targeted data like this and to get a better understanding of connecting with local markets, please visit adcanadamedia.ca. And that's this show. Thank you so much for spending time with us here on Local Edge, everybody. I'm your host, Shauna Randolph. And this brings us to the conclusion of our first season here on Local Edge, but it doesn't end here. For additional information and extended interviews, be sure to subscribe to the Local Edge podcast on any of the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you use. And don't forget to check out our website, adcanadamedia.ca. That's adcanadamedia.ca. 
Thank you for joining us for season one, everybody. Goodbye from all of us here at The Local Edge and see you soon. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.